0: I am your dark tosis tonight. So when I'm on Facebook, I, I had joined a bunch of Facebook pages about the different types of paranormal activities, you know, ghosts in Britain, ghosts in Australia, paranormal this, paranormal page that. And as it happened that a couple weeks ago, I actually got a few back-to-back posts regarding this amazing situation that is actually happening in Evansville, Indiana at the Willard Library. So these posts were all about paranormal activity so prevalent that the staff has actually launched a camera website for people to check out and actually watch the paranormal activity happen live. And... As this is clearly my scope of my jam of a podcast, I reached out to the Willard Library, and today we are graced with Stacy and an employee with the library where this amazing situation is happening. So, welcome, Stacy.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? Awesome right now. Okay. The weather's great. (laughs) So,
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Willard Library. It's it's uh, uh, so when I saw the pictures on the Facebook, it was an image of like this ghostly apparition entity. But I took the time to look at pictures of the actual library, and this thing Mm -hmm. is massive. It's like yes, it's
1: beautiful.
0: It's a it's a like a Gothic Revival building. It's just
1: astounding. Yeah. As I would say, as like, I think as the term is like Gothic Victorian, maybe even Victorian romance, but yeah, it's got that nice vampire vibe, just if you will. Right. <laughs> so, give us a little
0: history on this building.
1: Sure. So, Willard Library is located in Evansville, Indiana, which is southern Indiana. So, actually the best place to to say like where is that if you look where Kentucky is and then the Ohio River just go on the other side and it's right there (laughs) so we're located in this nice little rural area I guess and so the thing about Willard Library is we have thanks to give to Willard Carpenter and Willard Carpenter actually wanted to build a women's college here in Evansville and the money just wasn't there for that so what he decided to do instead was build a library So We began construction in 1870, and unfortunately, it wasn't completed until 1885. It was always a library. It was never home. I know there's rumors going around that, oh, this used to be a house. Nope. It was a library from get-go. It was named Willard Library because the founder was Willard Carpenter but also because Willard Carpenter wanted to build a women's college he was influenced by a women's college in Troy New York called Willard College and so he wanted to do the same thing here and have a Willard College here but like I said the money wasn't there for that so he went with Willard Library so this is gosh so old so he was known around town as old man Willard and if If he was a poor man, people would think that he was crazy, but he was a very forward-thinking man, very cutthroat. He did odd jobs like dry goods and did some teaching. He did real estate. Sometimes some of that may have been shady. (laughs) And he actually, he was so passionate about this library that he actually came on site every day for construction and was pulling up brick and mortar onto this library up until his death. He died of a stroke and they believe that was due to, you know, the ongoing stress. And he was about, I think, 70s, 80s when he passed away. And that comes around a little bit to a curve of the of the Willard family. And Willard Carpenter wasn't known as a father of the year. And he had a very strained relationship with his family. And he actually wrote in his will that majority of his money and his wealth would go to the library and very little would go to his actual family. So
0: so a clear indication as to where his heart and passion I mean the man it kind of sounds like not only did did he leave his money but he basically gave everything he had body and soul to building this beautiful library.
1: And not and not only that, the fact that this remember that we're in like 1880s or 18 yeah 1880s, and this man was like, I want this library to be free forever for all races, all classes, and all sexes. That's huge that's in some extreme forward thinking so yes his passion was very much here that to leave a legacy here in Evansville, indiana absolutely absolutely and
0: for context purposes especially for our foreign listeners we're talking in a time frame that is about 15-ish 20-ish years post american civil war and when that war ended it freed the african-americans from slavery it gave them United States citizenship. And unfortunately, in retaliation, a lot of the southern states began passing what is essentially pre Jim Crow laws and promoting segregation between the blacks and the whites. And, you know, these things were literally geared towards African Americans to keep them uneducated, to keep them essentially from. You know, fulfilling what really could have been a great potential in their next chapter in, in, in finding freedom. And, and one of the other things to, again, give context to what you're saying, Mr. Willard Carpenter was from New York. And New York, as a state, sided with the, with the North in the Union. And so here we have this scenario where this gentleman came from the North, came from New York, and promoted the idea. Uh, essentially a fair shake to everybody i mean that's obviously side note so
1: getting back to the ghosts getting back to the ghosts well because his heart and soul went into this building and his estranged relationship with his family that didn't sit well especially with his youngest daughter louise and she took the library to court to sue claiming that her father wasn't in the right state of mind and she lost so <laughs> yeah so there's speculation to kind of like dip our toes in. There's speculation that Louise Carpenter is the gray lady spirit that haunts our library, but we can get into get into that later. But that's a kind of a crash course history of libraries. Now you are staff.
0: You work for the library, correct? Mm-hmm. Now how mm-hmm. did you come to work here? Was it the uh, ghost? So, did they call to you?
1: <laughs> no. I, well, okay. Yes and no. So what happened is, is I actually relocated here to Evansville, Indiana from Seattle, Washington, about five years ago. And my first year here, one of my friends took me out to a Halloween party, and we decided to dip out early. And she said, hey, I want to show you around Evansville. And Evansville has a lot of beautiful, old, historic buildings, and I'm such a sucker for historic buildings And she would show me some of her favorites and she went ahead and was like, have you ever heard of Willard's Library? And I said, oh, no. And she's like, oh, you have to see it. And we pull into the driveway or yeah, the driveway of the building and it's just this beautiful, beautiful building. It's breathtaking. And I'm, again, I'm already a sucker for you know, the whole building, as it is, or historical buildings. And all of a sudden she said, she goes, oh yeah, it's also notoriously haunted. I said, what? Shut the front door. Are you serious? She goes, yeah. And she went ahead and showed me the website. And I looked at the webcams and stuff. And I just, I love the, it was closed because it was nighttime because Halloween party. Mm -hmm. And I went home and the next morning I thought, huh, I wonder if they're hiring. And here I am. So I've been with Willard for, this will be my fourth year. Okay. So
0: did the paranormal activity begin when Willard died or afterwards? When would you say it started? Okay.
1: So the first starting, the first gray lady sighting was in 1937. And the story behind that is, is that our maintenance man at the time would go down because it was a winter morning. He would come in early and stoke the the furnace for a little coal so to help get the library warm. And he was doing that one night and he heard somebody down in the basement with him, and he went ahead and called out. And, you know, was looking around and all of a sudden a figure of a woman in gray. I don't know if he said if she was transparent or not, but she was gray in a Victorian garb, boots, high neck collar. Her hair was up and she had a veil over top of her face. And then she vanished.
0: So this is the 1930s when this happened. so we're, we're in the Great Depression Correct. at this time. Correct. Was there an event outside the hospital Did, or hospital? I'm sorry.. Was, <laughs> so there, was there an event outside the library or the town
1: or I mean, not that I know of. There hasn't been any reported deaths in the library or around the property. Okay. So
0: her arrival. Doesn't coincide with any? I mean,
1: there are theories. I have a theory. I have zero proof to prove this theory. But in 1937, we had a huge flood and the Ohio flooded. And I mean, like it's flooding that people were on rooftops type of flooding. And my theory is, is that especially with the paranormal, that water is a conduit. And I figured that the water probably reached the land. And I figured that's how she came to be. So she traveled more or less, but that's a theory. I had zero proof on that. I'm still looking for photos to see if I can find of the library with some water, how far the waters come. I don't have a lot of downtime, so it isn't at the top of my priority list, but it is a theory that I have. Okay.
0: So besides the gray lady, because my assumption, and it is assumption at this point, if you guys have so much activity going on, you have more than just one ghost. So is Correct. there, okay, so there are others. So let's talk about the Correct. others. Who else is haunting this um, this beautiful library?
1: So we have a couple. We have two other spirits besides our gray lady spirit. We have a little boy named Billy and a older gentleman named Frank. I do not know how their names came to be. I think from previous paranormal investigations or other mediums that have come through and it just kind of stuck billy likes to play on the stairs supposedly on our stairway cameras also likes to hang out in the children's department a former director told me that there was a paranormal investigator who came through and he had one of those connect cameras and you could see the stick figure of like a childlike figure laying on their stomach kicking their legs back and forth playing with some of the toys and then frank frank that one, my memory's a little bit muddy, but he seems to make an appearance in a shadow form. You know, people have seen like a silhouette. I shouldn't say shadow because that sounds kind of thing. A silhouette. I think we actually have a capture of a man in a bowler cap on the on the stairs. <laughs> so I actually have that picture, which I'm more than happy to send you if you'd like to see it, and. There are have been other spirits that have come through. Supposedly we do have medium come through that say, you know, there's portals that open up and portals are unpredictable. They open and close randomly. And it wouldn't surprise me because we do have things that we call like weird energy days. And just it's oh it's hard to explain. I guess the best way to put it is like, you know, when the full moon comes out, everything's just weird. It's like that and you know something's gonna happen. And it could be something small like the electricity will flicker out and come back on. Most recently we had a situation where it sounded like someone was in the back stack where our normal books were and it sounded like someone was moving books, like lighting books across. And we thought we had patrons on our floor and it happened a couple of times. We went through and the books weren't moved. So kind of get to <laughs> get to know the ghost a little bit in a a positive aspect of, uh, she's just one of our our work people and it may not be her. It could be Billy or Frank, but it, or one of the many other spirits that come through from the random portals that supposedly open up. So
0: (laughs) So they're friendly. We're saying they're not, they're not, they're nothing to be afraid of. No, we've never
1: had anything menacing and I have been theory and no, no proof. I feel that our three residential spirits, gray lady frank and billy i feel like they keep the riff out how about that um but i think i it's a theory just because nothing has ever been menacing nobody fears for their life it doesn't feel like extreme evil it doesn't it's just kind of we're just, I guess, used to it. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes we're like, oh, is that paranormal activity? And it's like, no, it's humid outside, and this is an old building, and the floorboards creak. So there's that. It's easily debunked.
0: Now you mentioned that you guys have the tendency to have like weird vibe days. Is there a certain uh-huh. time of the year that's a little bit more prevalent with these these weird vibes?
1: Yeah, actually, surprising or not shocking, I guess October. October seems to be when we get more activity and I don't know if that's just because we get more foot traffic of people trying to come see the our spirits or if the veil is thinner or I don't know but yeah usually October is the energy is different and that we see a spike and stuff and again like even and prior outside to October it's like peaks and valleys there's times where we'll have like you know a week of like solid weird things. And then we won't see anything again or uh, notice anything again for at least another six months. It's so random, but it is consistent that October seems to be a little weird.
0: Now you mentioned that mediums have come through and it's, it is my understanding that you guys don't offer like a nighttime ghost hunt for the general public. Is
1: that correct? No, we do not. But I will tell you that Mondays and Tuesdays were open until 8 PM. So you are more welcome to bring your ghost hunting equipment along as so you don't disrupt our patrons or our staff or record them without, you know, previous knowledge or consent. And then we also request that you do not provoke or be disrespectful to our spirit, especially if I get wind of it, I will personally kick you out. You know, they're, this is their home and you don't need to be coming in to disrespect them with like this. But if you want to come in, if we're open until eight and You know, I'd say from like 6 to 8 p.m. It's fairly quiet, knock on wood. It's fairly quiet, so you could probably get some good stuff if you wanted to.
0: Now, have you had any famous mediums or famous ghost hunters come through?
1: Yes. So we had in the 70s, we had Ed and Lorraine Warren come through. They were doing a seminar at one of the local colleges here, and they wanted to check out Haunted Location. And you know who Ed and Lorraine Warren are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Some people are like, I don't know. Because when I found out, I was super stoked. And everyone's like, who is that? I'm like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Annabelle, everybody. Uh, Annabelle. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, ah. Anyways, so they came through, and Lorraine actually went into a trance. And she saw a woman looking into a pool of water, I believe, and she tried to talk to this lady, and we believe that it was the lady in gray, and she wouldn't speak to Lorraine. But the one thing that Lorraine Warren did say is that the building isn't haunted, the land is haunted. Okay. Which ties into my theory with the whole water thing.
0: Right, right. I mean, that is something that is common, actually. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that sometimes, it may, it may not necessarily be something that you guys see, but sometimes when buildings get constructed or reconstructed and you're disrupting the, the flow and the energy and the land itself, uh-huh. it creates extra paranormal activity. And I believe Absolutely. you guys had some extensions or some work done. Did you guys Correct. see an
1: increase? So I wasn't here sadly but yes actually when we put up our new addition the toilets our automatic toilets, continually flushed like constantly we had plumbers and the electrician plumbers and whoever else comes out to make sure the sensors weren't off or what you know was it a shadow was it and I mean they would constantly flush and I think it was for a couple of weeks I mean the toilets just constantly flushed I mean randomly they flush now but I chalk that up to, to shadows like there's trees outside the windows and stuff so but the constant flushing doesn't make sense we've also had a actually flash to uh recently i think was it last october i went in to use the restroom and i washed my hands and the sinks are also automatic and i was washing my hands and i dried them and i'm getting ready to walk out of the bathroom and the sink's still on i was like that's weird so I go back over, you know, wave my hand in front of it and try to, you know, get it to turn off, and it's just running full blast. And I was like, ah, it's probably just a glitch. I'm gonna go and finish my closing duties. So I close everything down and I text my boss saying, you know, hey, I might take me a little bit longer. The sink's acting weird. And she said, okay. And I ended up uh, calling her, and she said, what's up? I go, the sink's still running. <laughs> and she said, really? And I said, yeah. She goes, are you looking at it? And I'm like, yes. I like, go, can you hear it? And I'm standing there looking at the sink and it's just running and I'm trying to do all the odds and ends, try to get it to turn off and it wouldn't do it. And so she's like, oh, let me take a look at it. So I leave the bathroom, go grab my stuff because we're getting ready to leave. And she took two steps into the bathroom and the sink turned off. So it wasn't yeah. her attention apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. So the ongoing joke is that apparently I didn't wash my hands long enough. I don't know. To, <laughs> to, someone, to the great lady's uh, satisfaction,
0: it sounds like. Yeah,
1: right. Another, so the flashback into history, when we were putting up the new edition, we have a, a Browning gallery and there's a projector and a projector screen that comes down and the projector just kept going up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and, and, down, and the construction workers were just getting super annoyed, like this is ridiculous. And the electrician showed up, and they're like, it's about time you got here because the projector keeps going up and down, up and down. You need to look at the electrical equipment because this is not normal. And the electrician goes, oh, well, that is the problem because we haven't hooked up power to that yet.
0: Oh, so there was no electricity (laughs) to the projector. Wow. Okay. Now, with all these activities and the – idea of putting the library after hours on camera uh-huh. or, or uh-huh. am I misspeaking is it are is the cameras running 24 hours a day or just after yes. hours
1: okay 24 hours a day so if you want to spy on me on the adult <laughs> services floor you can
0: and this is how many buildings again this built this library. so or- this
1: is oh uh, so it's just the one building but we have three floors. Okay. So we have a camera on the top floor, which is our research room, which is where I'm talking to you at right now. And then our next camera is the stairwell. And then our third camera is the adult services floor. And then we have two cameras in the children's department, one in the story pit and one in the main children's area, because that is notoriously the most haunted spot. I don't believe that. I think the research room is, but that's just my opinion. And then we have a basement hallway camera. And the reason why the basement hallway camera is there is because that's where the gray lady was first sighted in 1937. Have people repeatedly seen her there? We get these people like we'll screenshot and send it to us and be like, oh, hey, I, in fact, I had a lovely patron send me an email and said, hey, do you have, she said that she kept seeing like someone walking across by the windows in the children's department. And is that normal? And I said, you know, I pointed out, unfortunately, I don't believe it's paranormal activity. The children's apartment's located in the basement. It eye level with the parking lot and we are next to Barry Plastics and they have uh, workers who work 24 hours. So on their break, they like to walk around our park. So you're in perfect eye shot of seeing someone's feet walk back and forth across the windows. So,
0: but anyways, it's,
1: I'd rather you ask me and say, is this, is this paranormal as opposed to like, oh, it was the gray lady. And I was like, well, What was it though? But anyways, people will take pictures and send it to us and be like, oh, you know, look what I caught. And there's sometimes there's things that we get that you can't explain. You are like, yeah, that, that is odd. And other times it's like, like I said, it's like, ah, no, it's it's probably not because, you know, parking lot or that's not an orb, that's a sunspot. So, I mean, it's just little things like that. So you're almost, um,
0: you're almost like a little ghost hunter yourself. You're trying to decipher, could this be legit versus debunking?
1: Well, so a little little fun fact about me. My family income growing up was based off death. My dad was a headstone maker. My, both my parents dug graves and my mom took care of a cemetery. So paranormal activity is not something that's new to me, but I'm very big on trying to debunk it because I don't want to jump by everything's paranormal activity because I feel like there's more validity if I'm looking at it as, uh, well, you know, it can be explained. And if it can be explained, then that's, that's fine. But there's things that have happened that we can't explain. And the cameras have caught things that we can't explain. And it's just fascinating. fascinating. So
0: when did the idea of putting the cameras up come about? Okay. So
1: the cameras came up, I'm dating myself right now, 20 years ago. And they came up on a whim. And the idea was that they were going to go up Halloween night and then be turned off on November 1st that was the plan and so again word of mouth everyone knew that you know hey we have um the place is haunted so the idea of like webcams being able to see what's going on in the library after dark you know people were really excited about that uh in fact they were so excited that when it went live we had two million tits happen all at once and it broke the internet in Evansville for a few hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a claim so, to fame it really is
1: right right so yeah our director at the time he was like we're onto something here and so he decided to have the cameras up full time and our cameras are sponsored so our sponsor takes care of our cameras and make if they go down they're the ones who take care of it i mean we report like hey it's down but yeah we have sponsors who will go ahead and sponsor the webcams to be up and running 24 hours
0: okay so what are some of the things that people are actually catching on these cameras?
1: Oh goodness, let's see. Oh, There are a couple. I will. I guess I'll do the most famous one. So, real quick, just to throw it out there, there are photos floating around the interweb, and a lot of these are Photoshop. A lot of these are Photoshop, especially. I would like to point out the demonic dark entity in the children's department it's creepy it's scary and it's completely photoshopped there it is not real (laughs) so you know that's probably
0: that's probably the one that i saw around the different paranormal groups because that sounds about right that it's like it's it's like this creature with his arm in the back it's all twisted yes yeah and it's like it's crawling
1: on the ground yes totally totally not real i I, it's not real (laughs) But have you seen on the on the interweb like a, a gray figure walking down the stairs, like holding a dress and walking down the stairs? No, but
0: that's okay. been caught. That was that been caught a lot. Yes. Um, okay.
1: Yes. And uh, I'll tell you the story about that if you'd like to hear it. Sure. So how we work at the end of the day is when we shut the library down, we all be on our main floor and we all leave and exit the building together. And the last person out sets the alarm. And when you set the alarm, a notification is sent to the director. Hey, you know, Stacy set the alarm with the timestamp. Cool. So we did that and walked out to the parking lot. And all of a sudden, uh, people are getting to their cars and they notice that all the lights are on on the top floor. That's odd, you know. So two of my employees were brave enough to come back in disarmed the alarm and the librarian who closes the top floor went back upstairs. And he's a seasoned librarian. I mean, he doesn't, is it possible that he forgot to turn off the lights? Absolutely. But he's been doing this for so long. He could probably do it in his sleep. So he turns it off again, goes downstairs and they set the alarm and they leave. And this photo that got submitted was submitted like five minutes after the alarm was sent so we have a timestamp.
0: so you have a definite everyone was out of the building when this correct image of a gray correct. lady holding her dress you said correct mm-hmm. so people are not only legitimately watching but they're recording to see if they catch something correct
1: now so these are back when the cams and I feel like it, it did a better job capturing paranormal activity because it was one of those like, it took like three seconds for it to refresh the image. So it's like a still image and then it refreshed. So it wasn't a fluid motion that we're used to now, which is what we have now. And I don't know if we've caught anything with the newer cameras as of yet. I will tell you that the research room constantly goes down constantly that camera for whatever reason we've even switched cameras and it constantly goes down. I've actually talked to one of my coworkers and I didn't know this. We were doing ghost tours last October and we were talking about it. And she would tell me that, you know, she'd close at night, push all the chairs in and then she'd have to open the next day. And, you know, she was the last one off, off of her floor. She'd come in the next day and there's chairs pulled out.
0: So almost like, like that scene from poltergeist where the mom's in the kitchen wiping down the counter, then all of a sudden the chairs are all pulled out
1: speaking of speaking of so you uh remember the original ghostbusters yes where it has the the library ghost, where she hushes them yes yes so she that scene was based off of us okay not that she shushed us but we were the influence for for that scene of a gray lady woman ghost haunting a library
0: okay Okay, so what activity would you say or incident that has occurred, would you say kind of really surprised you or kind of really, like, jarred you the most? Jarred me
1: the most. Oh, like scared or as in, like, sanity check? Combo. Okay, so I would say it was... Gosh, it had to be my, my second year here. And I was working in the archives reading room and I was sitting there and I, the room echoes and I will usually have like soft music that will play. And it's just very, it's like spa feeling and uh, because it is so quiet down there. And I don't know if this happens to you. It definitely happens to me where like, I almost need a break from sound. Like almost like when we talk on the phone too long, and you're just like, ugh, I just need a break. So I turned off all the music and I'm sitting there and I, what I, I heard a woman crying and I mean like crocodile tears sobbing and not sniffle. Like, I mean, just sobbing and it wasn't super loud. It was barely audible, just barely. And I was like, okay, but it was audible enough that it made me get up to go check. And I was like, Oh, someone upset. Like I should go check on them. So I ended up, walking down the hallway to our new bathrooms, because I thought that's where I was coming from, and the sound stopped. And I went to the bathrooms and checked anyways. I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then I end up calling my boss, and I said, hey. I go, are you busy? And she goes, oh, no. She goes, what's going on? I said, <laughs> uh, I heard a woman crying, and there's nobody there. And she goes, oh, oh you need to come up here and hang out with me for a little bit and I said oh no I'm fine just letting you know and so she was the only person I told well flash forward a couple months later um I came into work and my boss said okay oh, hey, did you talk to our archivist and I said no why she goes uh she heard crying as well I said oh are you serious she goes yeah so I run downstairs and I bust into her office, and I'm like, you heard the crying. She And you see the wheels turning, and it clicks. She goes, you heard the crying? I'm like, yes. And so that sanity check of we both heard it, and her story was very similar to mine, except exclude the music. She heard crying from her office, and the same thing, she walked down the hallway, and right when she got to the bathroom, it stopped.
0: So have you noticed an increase in people coming in kind of, trying their best to kind of be like coy or, you know, trying to do a little ghost hunting and checking out books at the same time.
1: I mean I mean yes and no. Like you get the people who come in and they're they are like like you said, they try to be like, you know coy about it and then you get some who just really don't care and they're like I'm here hunting ghosts like sweet just don't disrupt me or my patrons have a nice time (laughs) actually we have this little boy and his grandma who come in once a week and they have dowsing rods or emf detector and they walk around after checking out books from the children's department it's really cute
0: you know that has to be kind of a little bit of a blessing because now you have two different generations Having a common bond and yeah. having these memories of ghost hunting yeah.
1: in a haunted location. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, and sometimes you get stuff like oh, he's just the cutest little boy, and he said he goes, yeah, he goes, my meter went off here, and I was like, really? He goes, yeah, and it didn't go off last week right, right there in that spot. And I was like, okay, and then and, and unfortunately, you get a lot of kids who do come in who are terrified. And, you know, I don't want to see the ghost. I'm terrified. I'm scared. And usually that's when I'll step in. And because you know, mom and dad think it's cool and want to look around this old building, supposedly haunted, and the gray lady's here. And, and that's usually when I step in and say, I'm like, she's very, very respectful. And I would just simply say, hi, my name is La you know, I, I do not want to be scared. I do not want to see you. Could you please respect my wishes? And I go, she'll respect that because she's nice like that. And they usually chill out. So it, it, we get to see all different kinds of spectrum. I mean, and we also have people on staff, too, who have worked here for like 20-something odd years and have never had a paranormal experience, ever. Really?
0: I'm, I'm yeah. kind of of maybe the opinion that ghosts are like cats. People who are like, I don't like cats. I don't like cats. Don't come near me that cat targets that person to be the little, maybe an agitator, but also be like, I'm maybe. all right. Whereas yeah, ghosts I, yeah, may be kind it. of the same thing. Now you mentioned Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, was that the only thing she said or the only entity that she picked up on while she was there?
1: Correct. There could have been more, but this is like the telephone game. So I don't, I, I probably just have the bare bones supposedly she's written us a letter all this detailed and again this was in the 70s and I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's eye at that point in time so (laughs) uh (laughs) I um so supposedly she has a letter somewhere and I mean uh we're in the process of trying if we come across it awesome but this is what was handed down to me from one of our former directors and that was handed down from him from a former director so again we have the telephone game so and I get and I guess Ed Warren known being here isn't a very known fact that's something that I brought up and people are like wow really and I'm like yeah do you not know that because I thought that was a factual thing I mean it is a factual thing but you know I thought it was common knowledge but you know. <laughs> speaking other than mediums we also had ghost hunters or taps they came out as well and I think that was in the early 2000s so Jason and Grant were,
0: were yes here. okay
1: <laughs> yes
0: yes And did they find anything? Did they catch anything? So
1: here's, I I like the show. Okay. Let's put that disclaimer. I like the show. I think it's great. I think it's like season two, episode 17, second half, I think. And there was some internal problems that they were having between like Some of their staff, someone was leaving and someone got their feelings hurt because they didn't know something like that. And it kind of focused on the conflict between these two people and less so on our spirit because they were in the children's department talking and trying to get some EVPs or whatnot. And they're talking about, you know, hurt feelings. And I'm like, okay. However, they did get something, but they didn't get it on camera. So They didn't have their cameras turned that way. I think they were getting ready to pack up to leave, and they saw a white mist go up the wall. That wasn't very there. Okay. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's fun. Um, Also, if you watch Dead Files, are you familiar with Dead Files? Oh, yes. Amy? Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. So Steve actually came to our library to do some of his research, but it wasn't with one of our librarians. I think they just used the facility. And that was, that was like, cause I mean, I love all these shows, right? So I'm also the queen of naps and I fell asleep and I woke up and Steve was sitting there talking and I'm like, I know that room. Oh my God. I know that room. <laughs> so I had to back it up. They were doing a case in Kentucky and, uh, Yeah, and they end up using our room for the aesthetics and some of the research, but they use a different genealogy to look up stuff. So I don't know, but it was really cool because our library is featured on that too, and I didn't know that. I actually found that out a few weeks ago, so I was pretty excited.
0: So again, the website is available for everybody, and it's on 24 hours. And what is
1: the website address? So it is com. W-I-L-L. A-R-D
0: Okay. And you had previously mentioned Halloween time is where they tend to have a mm-hmm. more of a paranormal activity going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We also have, I know during, unfortunately, cause we do ghost tours during October. And unfortunately during the pandemic, we weren't able to do that. But what we did do is we had a, a little bit of a paranormal investigation, and that is on our YouTube channel, which is at which is Willard Public Library, and you can find all the ghosty stuff on there. We're also on TikTok, so if you want more current ghosty events, that's also on there, too. The sync being on, that's on there. So if you want to check out that story, you can follow up with that.
0: Now, are you anticipating doing some more ghost tours come this October
1: 2023? don't know. We'll kind of see. We are kind of in kind of seeing how it goes, but Jeremy, you're always more than welcome to come in. We have ghost packet, kind of gives you a quick little history and, you know, a walk about, but I don't know as of yet if we do, we will post it on our website or on Facebook, and that's usually how we get the word out. When it gets a little bit closer, I would have a more definite answer for you, but right now I say tentative, yes, but I'm not 100% on that one.
0: Okay, so if people were curious or interested, they would definitely be wise to check out either your web page or your Facebook page. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Stacy, you have just given us so much crazy and fun <laughs> and just amazing information regarding this amazing building. I mean, okay. Not sure. So the demonic entity isn't real, but no, the no, activity definitely is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us tonight. Final <laughs> thoughts to our listeners?
1: Uh, you know what? Support your local library. Go get the library card, free materials, ebooks. Do it.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you, Stacey, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Not okay. at all. Thanks for having me. Bye bye. Bye bye. So on to business Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page. If you are curious or interested and would like to join, Send me a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. But in the meantime, if you have a serial killer or another library or UFO story you'd like for us to share, send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. But in the meantime, please remember only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are.